Production. Recorded live. All right, how about, how's that for an entrance? Yeah, right. <laughs> well, it's good to hear your voice. Um, happy Thanksgiving and all that good stuff. Um, Thanks. How's yours? Did you enjoy it? Oh, yeah. It was lovely, actually. We, we um, drove up to Washington State, and uh, we had a cabin there and it was a kind of a family reunion of sorts so it was really lovely to connect with everyone so oh that's good um well let's begin as we do with a blessing and then we'll catch up and we'll check in and we'll see what's going on all right all right cool just taking a minute to sit with our spines erect close our eyes And just slowly become very aware of how the clothes that we're wearing feel on our skin. If you're wearing shoes, feel how your feet feel in the shoes or sandals or if you're in socks or even if you're barefoot, how your feet feel on the floor, how your pants feel on your legs. how your shirt feels. When you're just present in this feeling moment, gently shift your attention to your breath, your inhales and your exhales. And just create the intention to clear your mind and allow your full attention to be focused on your breath. And in the stillness of the moment, in the gentleness of our breath, we become grateful, consciously grateful of all the gifts we have. Even if if it's just the gift of this day, the opportunity to have this conversation, the opportunity to take this breath. Just grateful to be here now. We offer up anything that might block us from being fully present. So any thoughts, beliefs, judgments, fears, opinions that don't serve, don't serve us. We just let them go. No need to hold on to them. We release them gratefully so that we can be present, be in this moment. When we're in this moment, we realize that all of our needs are met. There's nothing to get, there's nothing to do, there's nothing to attain, no one to be, except present, here. 
and the peace that's experienced and expressed as a result of this this ability to be present. We share this peace with everyone because we're one with them. And in gratitude, we go forward. And we let it be. And so it is. So it is. All right. So, uh, well, let's first check in on your holiday. How was your Thanksgiving? It was, uh, it was pretty good. Uh, we had about 19 guests over. Wow. Yeah, and like 10 of them were from out of state. Mainly they're on like Kathy's family and stuff. Wow. So it was kind of nice. But, uh, excuse me, my mom came out too uh, from Texas. Mm-hmm. And uh, she said something interesting to me. She said, she said, oh, I think... Your, I think your depression has everything to do with you and nothing to do with my your father's background or my background. <laughs> and it's been on my mind because while I mean, part of me agrees with her, obviously. I'm, you know, can't be blaming my parents. I'm a, a grown man. But but part of me also is like, like, wow, like, there's like no recognition on her part at all of how fucked up my childhood was. Mm-hmm. And it, it kind of bothers me. Um, Uh, sure yeah I mean I, I get like I get how she would you know at 77 years old doesn't want to go there right I mean the past is the past and so on mm-hmm. um, but you know at the same time I feel like in this this research I'm doing about like childhood trauma, it's like it affects your brain chemistry, apparent supposedly. Mm-hmm. And I'm reading this book by uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with him? I've heard of him. Yeah, I haven't read any of his stuff though. Joe Dispenza. And he actually wrote. It's interesting. I'm going to get the book because I want to read this to you. This this really resonated with me. Uh, see the highlighted in here? Um, negative emotion may literally be an addiction to high levels of your own stress hormones like cortisol and adrenaline. Mm. By changing mm. your internal state, you can change your external reality, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and that all goes back to, like, um, change your thoughts, change your life. But mm-hmm. that's 
like it's starting to work, I think, but I, I really struggle with that. Like I really struggle with, you know, like people say, oh, just simply change your thoughts and you'll change your life. I'm like, okay. <laughs> but like, like, okay, great. How do you how do you do that? Like, um, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I I do work with affirmations and meditation, and you know, I guess I'm making progress. I mean, Kathy says I'm making progress, but I don't feel it. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I just I just woke up this morning and I was like started bawling because. Part of it is like I don't I don't like haven't like created a new sense of purpose for my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, the kids are grown up and out of the house, and I wasn't able to stay at that last job. I think we kind of talked about that a little bit, right? Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. how I was like crying in my cube and <laughs> crying right. on the way to work on the way to work and. Uh, so I had a, like a kind of a panic attack too this morning about like, well, who's going to hire me now? Like, I haven't been in touch with my references in like so long, and uh, kind of like, yeah, kind of like scared about that, you know. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, you know, let's let's talk about a couple of things that you just brought up. Um, if you don't mind, I'd like to talk a little bit about your mom, what she said, and how that makes you feel. And um, you know, it's such a common experience for people to have their parents not acknowledge traumatic experiences or to dismiss them and use that, you know, that great phrase that we all love, like, oh, you're exaggerating, or it wasn't that bad, or you're making it up, or whatever, yeah. and or, or to downplay it, you know, um, mm-hmm. because, you know, why do you think, why do you think your mother doesn't want to take any responsibility for your depression or your trauma? Uh, I mean, the most obvious answer for me would for me would be like she's in denial. Mm-hmm. Denial is often a. Um, it's sort of like you know. Um, oh, like a defense mechanism, you know, mm-hmm. you know how like uh, if someone has a traumatic experience it becomes repressed because it's too painful to, um, it's too painful to uh, remember. And a lot of times it comes up or it manifests through the subconscious as, you know, in relationships and life situations like that. So, you know, a lot of times a parent will be in denial because it's too painful to think that they had a responsibility in their children's suffering, you know? Mm, that makes and sense. So, yeah, of course. And, um, you know, even though what we want is for them to acknowledge their part in it, what we would like is for them to 
at least, you know, affirm that we're not crazy. And a lot of times people don't get that. People just don't get that satisfying confirmation from their parents. And so, you know, having that acknowledgement um, can become sort of um, sort of a, a, a saving grace, but it's it's a it's a delusional saving grace. It's not going to bring any, you know, having your mother co-sign on the fact that I I don't know the story, but having your mother co-sign that she was you know not a great parent or your father wasn't a great parent or there was something really bad happened isn't going to make it any different, you know. Um, so it's really, um, you know, if your mother wants to live in denial, that's safe for her. If that's comfortable for her, that's her business, you Mm -hmm. know, and she can have that, but you have your own experience. And so as an adult, you know, right now your, your only responsibilities is to yourself. So, you know, um, again, I think that this you know, you're in a new phase of your life because you have so much freedom. You know, you don't have so many people depending on you that um, this sort of newfound sense of independence is going to be very thematic in a lot of the stuff that comes up in your life. Beginning with, it's your responsibility to heal your own experiences, to heal whatever's coming up, you know, uh, right. it's, it's your responsibility to take responsibility for it. And you have to set everybody else free. You know, you got to let go of all the hostages. Mm. And a hostage, and this is very important to remember, and actually I'm going to invite you to write this down so you can really think about this. Um, A hostage is anyone that you expect to act a certain way so you can be peaceful. Anyone that you expect to act a certain way so you can be peaceful. Meaning, I would be peaceful if my father would only act differently, if he would only lay off me, if he would stop criticizing me, then I can be peaceful. You know, I'll be peaceful if my mom takes responsibility for what she did in my childhood. You know, when she does that, then I can be peaceful. But until then, probably not going to happen. You know, I need Kathy to act a certain way. I need, you know, my employer to act a certain way, my clients to act a certain way. Then I can be peaceful. So anyone that you're giving the power over your peace of mind, that's a hostage. And so every day, it is such a powerful practice to just release all of the people in your life. It's a very loving thing to do. It's just to give them the freedom to do what they need to do, to be who they need to be, And in return, you're going to reserve the same, uh, you're going to reserve the same right for yourself. Okay. So they can, you know, so they can do, say, be, whatever they need to do, say, and be, none of your business. And having the experience that you're having now, you understand that people go through changes. Sometimes it's confusing. Sometimes you don't know why it's coming up. You know, sometimes you don't know why you're feeling what you feel. So at least having that insight, you have the ability to be compassionate, you know, and give people their space. Even if 
to you, it looks like they're being an asshole, <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. It's just them having their, their experience and their process and that's fine. You can give them the space to do that. And with that said, and here's the best thing in the world. You can love someone. You can love someone unconditionally without liking them. Mm. And so loving and liking are not, it's not, uh, they don't have to be on the same table. So you can love someone, but you don't have to, it's like you can know the truth about them. You can understand that they are a person in process, that they are moving through whatever thoughts and feelings and experiences they're moving and feeling through. You can have compassion for them and understanding, and you don't have to invite them over ever again if you don't want to. (laughs) Which is great. Great to know, you know? Mm -hmm. That's interesting. That's not the same as liking someone. Like, sometimes I feel like that with Brad, you know? Like, some of his behaviors and choices, it's like I don't, you know, and it's not that I don't like him. It's I don't like those choices. I don't like those behaviors. Uh And, and, but it bleeds over into him feeling judged and that, like, I don't like him. Uh huh. So I can kind of understand what you're saying there about loving someone unconditionally, but not necessarily liking them. Oh my gosh. I love my sister more than anything in the world. She is, I mean, I feel like she's my soulmate. And I do not like it. I don't like who she becomes when she drinks. So mm-hmm. when she starts to drink, I usually leave. And, and, right. I, and it's fine. Listen, she can drink until the cows come home. She can do whatever she wants. And I give her the space and the freedom to do that. But I don't have to be around it. You know, I don't have to, I don't have to hang around while she does it because I don't, I don't like it. And right. so that's fine. I'm clear with that. And, you know, if she feels judged because of that, is that my business? That's not that her business. business? Oh, it's, not, right. it's not my business. No, it's her business. So okay. if Brad behaves in a certain way and you don't like it, you have every, you have every, you have all the rights in the world not to like it. And you can even remove yourself from it. And uh, it's not about judging him. It's just about getting clear that you don't like that. Right. You know, and if he feels judged, that's his business. Doesn't mean you love him any less. Yeah. Because, you know, when you, when you, when you really break down the essence, the true essence of people, of others, you know, is Brad's true essence, true, true essence, the truth of who Brad is, is Brad, does Brad's goodness begin and end with his body? No. No. And does Brad's goodness begin and end with his personality? No. No, of course not. Because Brad is not, the allness of Brad is not his body and the allness of Brad is not his personality. The allness of Brad is the allness of everyone. It's that, you know, it's the spiritual truth within us all. And that's what we love. You know, we know know that at the core of all of us, we're all innocent. We're all perfectly lovable and loving and all that good stuff. And that's what we love and that's what we resonate, the truth. And then the personality, so... Sometimes the personalities make it challenging, <laughs> but yeah, we don't have right. to love the personality, but we can love the person, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad, like, 
like I wasn't surprisingly I wasn't like that triggered like I wasn't triggered by what my mom said but it it did stick in my mind mm-hmm. and you know what you said about well well and what stuck in my mind was the fact that what you touched on as well it, it doesn't matter what she believes and yes it is my responsibility to heal myself regardless of her contribution to whatever I perceive to be broken about me or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I've really seen my mom struggle with that as well with her mom. There are things her mom just won't ever take responsibility for. And, and, you know, my mom came to the place too, and it was actually really great for her. She just realized, she goes, you know, I don't like my mom. <laughs> I don't like my mom. I, you know, and for so many years she struggled with that. She felt so much guilt around it. She tried to hide it and deny it. And one day I finally said, "As like, mom, you know, you don't have to like grandma. You know, you don't have to like her. You can love her without liking her. And right. you don't ever have to go home again to see her if, if it's triggering to you." And she goes, "Oh my God, you're right. I don't, do I?" I think, "No, you really don't." You know, and um, and it's really loving. You know, that when we stop people pleasing, it's a really loving thing that we do for ourselves. And what begins to happen is your relationships start to transform. When you know, when you stop judging someone, when you give them full permission to be themselves, and give yourself full permission to be yourself the relationship transforms. So, like, I used to be the person that my sister would always call if she was in trouble because she was drinking, right? Mm -hmm. Well, eventually she learned, I'm not the person to call for that anymore because I'm not interested and I'm not going to bail her out because she can make her own choices and I choose not to bail her out anymore. Mm. You know? And and she she, she got that, you know? She she got it. So she'll call... So I mean, listen... I'm painting a picture of my sister. She's a lovely woman and very responsible and great. This is more past experiences, but it's a clear example I have, you know. Right. So, but, you know, after, you know, after a while, you know, if you continue to show up for Brad, but you don't force yourself to be in a situation that you don't like, eventually he'll learn. We're always teaching people how to treat us. You know, we're yes. always teaching people how to treat us. And we're also always learning how to be treated. Mm. That's interesting. Can you expound on that? Yeah, well, you know. I like I like that. Like, we're always teaching people how to treat us. Mm-hmm. And, if, we, and yeah. if I don't treat myself well, I'll allow other people not to treat me well. Yeah, of course. This is the whole, you know, you talked about, you know, change your mind, change your life. Well, one of the um, definitions of consciousness that I really resonate with is that our consciousness is the sum total of our thoughts, the sum total of our thinking, right? Mm -hmm. And if you really think about it, we have like 50 to 70,000 thoughts a day. So 
if you're talking about, you know, that's why when someone says, well, just change your mind, change your life, you're like, well, I'm trying to do that. I'd like to do that, but I don't seem to be very successful at it right now. It's because we're beginning the process, and there's fifty to 70,000 thoughts a day to filter through. And so transformation is a gradual process. And the people that, you know, I mean, that's like a perfect example is when, you know, somebody with no money wins the lottery, and then they lose the money. Mm. Well, they lose the money because they don't have the skills, habits, or consciousness to hold on to the money. In fact, they feel more comfortable with no money because that's what they're used to, right? And right. so the, the overspending and all that stuff is a reflection of that consciousness. And so they get back to their comfort zone, being in debt, barely getting by. That feels comfortable. It might not feel good, but it's what's comfortable. It's what's known. So in order to become the person to be able to hold on to a fortune – you have to gradually learn how to manage money, how to spend responsibly, how to create budgets. You have to learn about creating a stock portfolio, how to create you know, IRAs and things with interest mm-hmm. and understand all of that stuff. And then you become a someone that can actually maintain and manage money. But it's a learning process. So the same thing about, it's the same thing about being happy. You know, mm-hmm. It's a learning process. And you have to, one, you have to learn new habits. You have to get new, you know, you have to practice at it. You have to right. enroll people in your life that have experience with it so they can support you, guide you, hold you accountable, create systems of operations that help you in that. And so that's what a spiritual community is for. That's what we're doing right here, right now. You know, and so mm-hmm. one thought at a time we address, you know, and then you start to develop the awareness of the thoughts as they arise. You learn tools like pausing. So you can stop and ask yourself, this thought that I'm thinking right now, this thought that's, that's making me feel really sad or feel really angry, is it worth it? Am I interested in having this thought? Am I interested in carrying it around with me? Do I really believe that this thought is true? And then when you begin to doubt the thought and you begin to question it, then you can release it and you can replace it with a new thought or generally what happens is it a more loving thought that's in alignment with the vision you're creating for your life arises and takes its place. But mm-hmm. it's one thing at a time. So your life will transform slowly, but it just happens. Like one day you wake up and you realize everything's different. Everything's mm-hmm. different. And, um, but it's, it's, it's not even baby steps. I like, someone told me once it's like penguin steps and that feels more accurate. <laughs> like it's just like, like you just got a little little penguin steps in the direction that you're interested in, but you just got to keep going in the direction that you're interested in. And that's, that's one thing that like I, I struggle with cause it's like, I get impatient. Like, you know, I want to, I want to be happy now. Uh, well, how about instead of be happy now, we can say, I'm willing to be happy now, but I will accept where I am today and be okay with that. Trust that it's perfect. I find that being in acceptance is way more productive than thinking you should be happy when you're not. Yeah, yeah, acceptance. Yeah. You know, this there's this really 
kind of crazy belief system around what spiritual people act like, what they do, who they are. Mm-hmm. And so much of it's bullshit. You know, I think that one of the biggest misperceptions is that spiritual people are supposed to do good things. You know, we're only supposed to do good things and, mm-hmm. and you know, we're, we're supposed to volunteer and we're supposed to, you know, go be of service of everywhere. Well, that's mm-hmm. not true. Who necessarily says that? A, a spiritual person is someone who does their best to practice loving kindness, you know, moves through fearful thinking when it arises, and go and and they do things that they enjoy so they can be in a state of peace and joy and, and express more love, you know. But mm-hmm. your bliss might be, I don't know, building boats. And someone might be, say, oh, well, that's selfish. You're always in the, in the garage building your boat. Mm-hmm. But you're like, well, that's what I enjoy. And I'm supposed to enjoy my life. So that's what I'm going to do. Right. So... Um, hold on just one second, Jim. Okay. Yeah, so, you know, it's one step at a time, one thought at a time, penguin steps in the direction that you're interested in going. Now, the last time we spoke, we talked about um, looking at uh, coming up with a list of jobs that you could do that would just sound that just sound fun not they don't have to be uh you know under the category of responsible or what my wife wants what my father thinks is a respectable job you know what you know is going to bring in the salary that is going to support my family it's just about jobs that sound fun did you put any thought into that yeah i I did um what'd you come up with just a couple Interesting ones like sonogram technician. Really? I feel like oh, that's cool. Like helping pregnant women and also like uh, injuries, you know. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, I didn't really, I don't know what it takes to get certified in that or educated in that, but um, also thought what? about. Mm-hmm. I said, what's what's uh, what do you like about that? What's appealing about that? I feel like I'm helping people and I'm making a difference. Um, and you know that seems to be the theme too, because like the other one I thought about would be like a, a counselor or a therapist. Mm-hmm. And then you know, and then but then I think, oh, that that'll take you know three years of education and, you know, I don't want to get any more student loans. So, so right away the like, yeah, but start surfacing, you know? Sure. Uh-huh. Uh, the other one I thought about too was um, like work, working at a bookstore, like just retail. I like, I like books and, um, uh, And uh, those are are kind of like the main ones I thought of. Great. That's plenty. Plenty to work with. So you have three different jobs. You have sonogram technician, you have counselor, and you have 
working at a bookstore. Okay, cool. So the yeah buts, let them be there, okay? Like whatever they are, just acknowledge that they're there. You know, it's like the yeah but is like your annoying friend that is just always at the party. And it's inevitable. You're going to have to sit and talk with them a little bit. You can accept that they're there. They're probably always going to show up even if you don't invite them. It's fine. You're used to it. <laughs> so there's some yeah buts. You have doubt. Okay, big deal. You can right. still go forward. Even if you have doubt, you can still go forward. So what's the next step in those three different categories? Uh, what's the next step you can take to learn more about that possibility? Just to, again, like I said, and this is going to be like one of the, the recurring themes of our conversations, Jim, is how can you just go in the direction that you're interested in? Well, I could uh, kind of investigate what it might take to do that. Um, yep. Maybe you find out what, what's involved educationally to uh, to do that. Um, uh, oh, another one I thought about is like a yoga instructor. Yeah. I know a yoga instructor in Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, and that, that's cool for me. Just, I think for my own spiritual development would be, would be cool for me. Like, even if I didn't actually teach classes or, you know, pursue that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, maybe just getting online and finding out what locally, um, like what options there are. That's great. You know, I think that with the um, counseling, uh, really con- consider what kind of counselor you'd like to be because I know that there's all sorts of different kinds, you know? Um, That's true, yeah. And like you could be a drug and alcohol counselor. Uh, you could be um, like I think there's like crisis counseling. There's all sorts of stuff that you can investigate there. That's true, right? Yeah. Yeah. So maybe that's a good step is really think about what kind of counselor you'd like to be. And you know, and again, don't worry about cost or any of that. That's not that's not where we're at right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're just going to take a next indicated step. And I think, you know, a bookstore, I think that's a very easy next step to take. Yeah. That, go find, I mean, you can find a bookstore and ask for an application. Right. Yeah. I mean, part of it is like I just feel um, like when I wake up in the morning and I don't have, I don't have like something – to do, you know, there's that whole B do you have, right? And I guess I just haven't gotten to the place where I'm comfortable just being because I wake up and I'm like, I, I'm, I'm panicked. I'm like, um, you know, oh, you're such a loser. You don't have a job. And, uh, or, you know, what are you doing all day? I mean, I do have resume clients here and there. 
but it's not like uh doesn't really keep me busy enough. Mhm. So Yeah. You know, I you know, I go mm-hmm. Sorry, I was going to say, you know, there's this there is real wisdom and and real benefit in that whole idea of just chopping wood, carrying water. Mhm. You know what I mean? So it's just your your Sometimes just being of service, helping, you know, uh, just supports you in being present, you know. Just chop the wood, carry the water. And I think that for now, I mean, I honestly, I would encourage you just for your own, it sounds like just for your own um, mental health, is to get a simple job, you know. Just get a simple job so you can have something that you go to. You're mm-hmm. out around people, and that right. can be your chopping wood and carrying water. It doesn't have to be a career path. It doesn't have to be something that you're absolutely passionate about, but it could be something that's just kind of enjoyable and fun that you can do that gets you out of the house and supports you in this um, getting clarity about what you'd like to do next. Okay. Yeah. You know, like it. It. We don't have to go. We don't have to necessarily create a career plan for you right now it feels like the best most benefit would be just to have something that you know that you get to go to so you get out of the house a little bit and there's right. nothing wrong with that you know meet some people yeah yeah i mean i you could even you know i think the bookstore sounds like a great idea in that capacity out of the three because the other Two are going to require a little training education, and you could probably do training and education while you're doing the bookstore. You could do right. yoga certification while working at the bookstore. You know, True. So it gives you something to do. Energetically, you know, as far as the money goes, energetically, there's just a sense of flow. You know, you'll have uh, the paycheck in and all that stuff. So that's just a energetically, you're in the flow of that of giving and receiving, mm. and. Um, you know, who knows? That yeah, can open up something else. Yeah, of course. I like that idea. Yeah, it's something simple. You know, um, I just remember, you know, I remember once I got a job at a coffee house and it was so fun. It was just great. And there wasn't like, it, it, I wasn't trying to, you know, become the district manager of the chain. I was just making coffee and meeting people and I really enjoyed it, you know, and I really enjoyed it. And I have that, like, in fact, it was such like a, it was such like a easy, pleasurable experience that I have that now in my mind of like, it's like that fantasy job now, you know, I can go back and go back and make coffee. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, you know, maybe I that will be coffee. the bookstore experience. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, there's so many great coffee shops now, too. And, um, I mean, who knows? Yeah, and, you know, I'll, I'll be honest. My aunt had a uh, master's in marketing. And she she actually was diagnosed with cancer and had, you know, it took like a whole year. And then there was complications with the chemo and radiation and all that stuff. So, when she got back into it, she just needed a job 
just a whatever, kind of like a whatever job. And so she started working at Starbucks and then it kind of became a career path for her on accident. She wasn't looking to do anything. She just went to get a job to keep her, you know, get back in there a little bit, get her feet wet, have some fun. And right. she was newly divorced. Her kids were out of the house. And so she did that and she loved it. She totally loved it. <laughs> and it was an unexpected thing for her. And um, she, uh, she, she has since moved on to another career, but uh, mm-hmm. It was a lot of it was such a wonderful experience for her, and it came with great benefits and all that stuff too. So, um, yeah, so I think that you have lots of opportunities. And listen, with your experience, you could walk into any kind of job like that, and they'll hire you. You know, right. they'll probably try to make you manager, but <laughs> it, you know, if you don't want to, don't. You know, but just go in and see. Or they'll say I'm overqualified, right? Well, overqualified, overqualified. Say I'm retired. I'm looking for a job that's, you know, that I can do that's fun. Yeah. You know. Create whatever story you want. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, that that's. I like that. It's more optimistic. And then you know, when I wake up in the morning, knowing that I have somewhere to go or something to do, it's going to be a little bit more than like you know, confronting the abyss or whatever, like, like, oh, another day, now what? <laughs> you know what I mean? Jesse? Yeah, are you still there? Can you not hear me? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here, yeah. Okay. Did I go, did I go out for a second? I think so. I don't know. Oh, okay. Maybe. Um, but I, was just saying, I would say, you know, go ahead, go ahead. It's your call. No, no, I was just saying, like, you know, like when I wake up now, it's like if I don't have resume clients or something going on, it's like I almost dread, like, getting out of bed. It's like, what am I going to do? You know? Um, then I, I think about, like, practicing practicing being, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Did did you hear what I said? I don't know if I was blank or not when I said about the call is coming from inside the house. No, the call? Yeah. (laughs) It's a phrase I say. It's something I say. The call is coming from inside the house. So, Mm -hmm. you know, like, you know that, like, that awful, it's like um, an urban legend tale about the babysitter and she keeps getting these scary oh. calls, and then yeah, the voice yeah. online says that the call's coming from, I'm in the house. So th- that's sort of the same with, like, the self-defeating voices. Like, the call's coming from inside the house. So get the fuck out of the house, Jim. <laughs> Go. Right. Get, you know, have something that takes you out of the house, because it's when you're in your room, in your house alone, when you don't have anything to do, that, you know, the voice starts creeping in. And so... Yes, just support, yes. support yourself by just getting out there. Get, go work at a, I don't care, like a bait shop. Go, whatever it is, you know, just something that you can do in your sleep that's not going to make you want to slit your wrists, you know. Um, just go do that while you're, while, you're, while you're working on the bigger picture. Yeah, yeah, I like that idea, Jesse. Yeah. 
you bring yourself a little peace, you know. And if, like, you know, if you're really interested in exploring yoga, maybe you go, you know, work at a yoga studio. You know, work the desk at a yoga studio. They, some of those yoga people are the most unorganized people I've ever met in my life. They could probably use <laughs> help, you know, with administration and creating around the office. And then you'll probably, worse is that you'll get free yoga, you know, yeah. and maybe take yoga training or, you know, the bookstores are yeah. mm-hmm. I should do more yoga for sure before I get a, enrolled in a class, in a teacher training. Might be helpful. You know, that would yeah. help get me out of the house too, is going to actual yoga classes and like I do yoga, but not, not, not enough to like start a program, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. And, uh, I think that's great. And also maybe also consider is that if there's a place where you could volunteer once a week, just once a week, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, I think that volunteering is so helpful, especially when we're having those sort of self-defeating thoughts around uh, career and things like that. When you think that you don't have anything to offer, you can go volunteer someplace. And then it's just a positive affirmation. It's like declaring to the universe that you do have something to offer. Okay. Yeah, I like that. Volunteer. You know? Yeah, yeah. That's a great idea. I mean, it's a wonderful idea. And, you know, you might even consider because of your experiences with Brad, you know, maybe there's something at the Boys and Girls Club or something like that, you know, that makes you that really, you know, your experiences with your own kids really qualified you to be supportive in that capacity if that feels interesting. But maybe it doesn't. I don't know. Think about, you know. Yeah. Yeah, then you feel like I'm making more of a difference too to the like younger kids. Sure. Okay. Sure. Uh, those are great ideas. I, and I wrote down what you said about that. I like what we said about hostages and letting go of the hostages mm-hmm. and and anyone that I expect to act differently. Uh, anyone that I expect to act a different way so I can be peaceful. Mm-hmm. That's like, that reminds me of like codependence, you know? Mm-hmm. Codependent people expect other people to act certain ways, so I can, so they can feel a certain way, like validated or happy, or. Mm-hmm. So that kind of resonated with me a lot. Yep. Well, and then that way you just give people permission to be themselves. You know, they don't have to be anybody else. Your dad can be as mean and judgy as he wants to be and it doesn't mean anything you know your mom can live in denial you know brad can be brad you know whoever can be whoever mm-hmm. and they don't have to be anything for you. you they just have to be themselves and that's their business and they can do that and you just get to be you you know and it, yeah and it doesn't impact how i feel about myself or how i feel in, in general exactly So here's what I'd really like to do is I'd like to create a goal just for this week. So before we talk again, have a few things that you're going to do to uh, just move in the direction you're interested in. One of those things is I'm going to say, you know, get a job. Go get a fun job. 
and we're going to refer it to it as that. This is just your fun job. It's not career. It's not doesn't you know? It's not your life's purpose or what whatever. Maybe it is. We don't know. Maybe it will be. But for right now, for all intents and purposes, it's just a fun job. Right. And and it's something that you can do that's going to get you out of the house, give you a little pocket change, and give you somewhere to go. Yeah, that sounds great. So that's one thing. You're going to get the job. You're going to apply for it. You're going to get it. And I don't care if you have to go to 30 different places. Just go get a job. And uh, But just the only rule with it is it's not, it can't be a place that's going to make you, you know, that, that you're going to hate. It has to be something that you can do in your sleep that can be fun and easy. Right. Okay. And it doesn't have to be full-time. It can be totally part-time, but it's something. Okay. Um, and then also um, explore, volunteer things. Think about where you might like to volunteer. Maybe there's a garden place that you can volunteer. I don't know if you like to be outdoors. Uh, you know, if you, um, you know, I mean, if it's something that makes you want to, for you can feel make, you're making a difference. Maybe it's a going to a retirement center. Maybe it's working with mm. kids in some capacity. You know. Um, uh, you know, there's a lot of people in retirement centers that are very lonely. Um, uh, maybe it's even working in hospice care, something like that, mm-hmm. you know, to support people and making peaceful transitions. Um, unless that's going to trigger, you know, I know you're working through some sadness and stuff like that. So if that's going to trigger sadness, then probably not. Maybe there's a no-kill shelter that you'd like to work at. And uh, my aunt, who's retired, my other aunt, um, mm-hmm. she goes and she walks dogs at uh, at a no-kill shelter in her neighborhood. Right. She loves it. She loves it. Um, she helps dogs get adopted and stuff. So um, so we're going to do that. So we're going to explore a place that you might like to volunteer. Mm-hmm. You're going to go get a fun job. And mm-hmm. uh, then we're going to take next steps in looking at the sonogram technician and counseling. So you're going to get clear as to what type of counselor you'd like to be, and then also just explore what would the next step be in going towards the sonogram stuff, just so you have all the information in front of you. Okay. Sounds good. So, And now you see what has happened, Jim, is now you have a full-time job. Your full-time job is getting a job. <laughs> so you're gainfully employed. <laughs> and uh, that gets to be your purpose, is to... Your your purpose is to find out what you like and what you can do next, and you can do it full time. Yeah, awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, you know you got you have a fun project, and uh, so at least you have focus, you have a direction that you're going. And you don't have to kind of walk around feeling confused, like you don't know what direction to walk in. You know, right? Yeah. All right. You know, Thanks, Jesse. So much, uh, so much of this stuff, Jim, is just. Easy, practical stuff that you can do, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, it's about taking care of yourself. It's all self-care. And um, you know what? That's going to be one more assignment. I know I'm putting a lot on your plate this week, but I feel like you can do it. Okay. The last part is, and I'm going to I'm gonna be really strict on this one. You got to do this. Okay. The last thing you have to do every single day is something pleasurable. So that might be 
Uh, you take a bubble bath every day. You know, right, you, right. maybe you, um, I don't know, maybe you go get a foot massage one day. Something that you enjoy that you just feel like, I love this so much. If it's going on a hike, if it's going outside and reading the newspaper in the nude, I don't know, it's probably cold <laughs> where you are. But it's whatever it is, something that just brings you pleasure every day. You don't have to tell anyone about it except me. But once a day, you're doing something that just brings you joy, okay? Okay. Okay. That's a good prescription, Doc. Yeah, right? <laughs> All right. Do um, you have any questions or anything? Uh, no. I, I will do these assignments, and then uh, do you want to do it again on, uh, on on Tuesday or Wednesday? Yep. Tuesday would be great. And, um, yeah, so listen, if you want to check in at any time, just shoot me a text. If I'm available, I'll let you know. If not, I'll okay. just respond via text. But just let me know. Keep me updated on, on how it's going, okay? All right. Thank you, Jesse. You got it. So let's just uh, close it out with another blessing. And again, we'll just be grateful for the opportunity to connect with one another, to um, have the space to just share what we're going through, be authentic, uh, practice non-judgment, love ourselves, just let it out so we don't have to carry it in. It's all so good. And we are making progress. We're taking steps in the direction that we're interested in. And even if they're penguin steps, they're steps. And our life is transforming around us. Even if we can't see its full transformation, it is in motion. Life is in motion. We're grateful to know that. So we release the hostages. We let them go. We release all of our loved ones, letting them live the life they're supposed to live and we commit to living the life we're meant to live. And we do so with a grateful heart. And so it is. Amen. So it is. Amen. All right. All, All right, right, Jim. It was a pleasure talking with you. I look forward to talking to you soon. All right. Thanks, Jesse. All right. You too. Take care. Bye. Talk to you. Bye.